We thank you for who you are and that we're yours and we belong to you, God. We thank you for the keeping power that you keep us by the power of God and through faith. We thank you for keeping us, surrounding us, protecting us, guiding us. We thank you that you are that real. You are Emmanuel. You're God with us and you're always with us and that you grant us wisdom. The Lord Jesus, you're made unto us wisdom for this life, for the situations, for the times and for the seasons that we're in. And we honor you right now. You're the head of the church. You're the head and head of all things, including the world. And we thank you for being the head of that. And we acknowledge you right now. We call you Lord, Lord, and we say and believe everything that you do. And we praise you right now. We ask you to bend our hearts, direct our hearts, begin to illuminate our minds, and direct us with your navigation, with your excellence. In the name of Jesus, prepare our hearts, Lord. And the preparation of the heart and the answer of the tongue comes from the Lord. Prepare our hearts, stir our hearts, awaken our hearts, God, that we walk with you. We live by your Zoe. We live by the life of God, God. We don't live by religion. We live by your life. And we thank you for that energy, that divine energy and that divine nature and your spirit in us. So direct us today, quicken us today, bend our hearts and minds to the direction that you want us going. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said, Amen. Amen. All right. So we're going to go back to 1 Chronicles chapter 12. 1 Chronicles 12. We're going to read out of 32. I read last week out of it, but we're going to stay in that, right? Because it's like, if you're taking notes, also like 2 Timothy chapter 3. Well, maybe we'll Cadillac over there in a little bit. But 1 Chronicles 12, 32. It's a list of the kind of men that David had with him, uh, the kind of men that were warriors, right? And, and the kind of men that he had around him. And one of these particular groups of men were the, called the sons of Issachar. And you can take that note down. And it says, and it reads like this. And of the children of Issachar, they were men that had understanding. And I want you to circle understanding. And that means discerning. And we've been talking about discerning for like weeks now. Mm-hmm. And discerning is from your intuition Discerning is not by, like Isaiah 11 says, not by the hearing of the ear or the judging of the eye. It's from intuition, right? Yeah. Discerning is connected with wisdom. Yeah. Discerning is what you see with your, with your inward eye. You see within. Yeah. And you see by the light. That's why Paul prays in Ephesians 1. I pray that your, your, the eyes of your heart would be enlightened. So we got an inner eye, right? Jesus said it like this. Let your eye be single and you'll be full of light. Mm. So we have an inner eye and that's the one that we're paying attention to. That's the one that we sense a quickening, which is God's, oh, I'm alive. Or you sense a zeal, like the zeal for the father's house. That's a, that's a fire. Or you sense whatever of God. That's your antenna. Your intuition is your divine antenna. Mm-hmm. It is full of the life of God. It's full of the Zoe of God. It's full of the energy and it will direct your paths, right? right? Psalms 3, 5 says, Acknowledge the Lord and acknowledge him in all your ways and he'll direct your path. So when you acknowledge that life of God within you, intuition, knowing, perceiving, right? All those elements of spiritual life that Paul says, I don't want you ignorant of. In 1 Corinthians 12, and you look at it later, he goes, we don't worship dumb idols that don't speak. So we don't, right? We don't worship a, a, an idol that doesn't speak. We don't worship an image that doesn't say anything. He says, we, we have a living God that speaks and we're a speaking people that have life. And that's mm-hmm. 1 Corinthians 12 mm-hmm. in the category of not being ignorant of spiritual matters. Yeah. And that's, he's talking about that, not just Pentecostal people bouncing off of walls. He's talking about educating us not to be ignorant, 
but to know how to live with God's life and to walk in that life in light and truth and reality. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're doing, right? And these are times and seasons. So look at these guys. <clears throat> this is in you. This is in me. And the children of Issachar were men and had understanding, discernment, discerning and awareness of the times, right? Put down mm -hmm. times. I want you to write down times for, for what you're sensing, God, what you're sensing and realizing, right? The Holy Spirit is called the spirit of truth. He's called the spirit of realization. So whatever we're realizing, that's going to be the elements of truth for our navigation, right? right. It's going to work for us inward to build the image of Jesus in us stronger, and it's going to work outwardly on how to direct and navigate our lives in situations, right? right. So he said, these men had understanding, discerning, awareness of the times, right? Mm -hmm. and, that, and, and the New Testament, in some of the words, times is, is called kairos. I want you to write it down for times, times and seasons, right? So they had understanding, perceptions, right? And I want you to write down whatever you're perceiving because we're going to put this to, to work. Uh, we're not about revving engines and, and revving your engine in a church meeting. That's silly and nonsensical. It doesn't do anything. People are just rev their engine, say this, God's doing this or he's going to do that or he's going to do that and it never comes to pass. Yeah. That's just engine revving. We're into equipping and building mm -hmm. and manifesting <laughs> his, his presence, right? And manifesting right. his wisdom, and helping other people in these mm -hmm. times and seasons, right? Right. So the time, the word times in the Greek, it's called kairos. It means uh, an, an opportune time, right? Mm -hmm. He says that in Ephesians 5. We'll look at it maybe later. Ephesians 5, he says, knowing, buying up the opportunities for the days are evil, knowing the times, right? So knowing times is a kairos. It's not always a bad thing. With God and you, it's an opportune thing. Mm -hmm. Right now, like a lot of things are going, the Bible would call this time right now with all these phony politicians and all these guys that are non-leaders and all the fakeness and all that in society, he would call that a perilous time. Paul would define it in First Timothy 3, 1. He goes, we're in perilous times. That The word perilous, you know, it means like um, tough times. It means difficult times. That's happening in the world right now. Mm -hmm. And it's happening, you know, how, you know, it's going on all over the place. You got wars, uh, rumors of wars. You got people, you got uh, politicians jacking up uh, gas prices. Mm -hmm. You got all this stuff going on, which is a form of darkness, gross darkness, basically. Yeah. And uh, it'll be a shift in a paradigm. But he says Kairos is an opportune time. So perilous times for people that, that aren't knowing the Lord, that aren't following the Lord, that aren't following the navigations. They get caught up in the situations. If you're not following his navigation, you'll get caught up in the situation. Hmm. And that's, that'll happen, right? But we don't have that. We're living by discerning, right? And knowing the times. And it goes like this. He said, these people understood that they understood and discerned of the times to know, I want you to circle know, what Israel ought to do. So it's not about us just discerning and pretending. Oh, I, I believe this, I think this, or I think I'm that. I'm it's not about that, right? Real discernment is full of God's wisdom. Mm -hmm. His wisdom, mm -hmm. in James it says it's easily to be entreated, easily to be received. Mm -hmm. His wisdom's full of life. His wisdom's full of light. His wisdom's full of truth. Mm -hmm. Wisdom is a person. Yes. In 1 Corinthians 2, Jesus has made unto us wisdom. That means the wisdom's in here. Mm -hmm. We don't have to just ask out here like Solomon did, grant me wisdom. No, Jesus has made unto us wisdom. Mm -hmm. The Son of Man, the Son of God in us is made wisdom to us. Right. And wisdom, according to Paul in Ephesians 3.10, is the multifaceted wisdom. 
It says that multifarious, multifaceted, multicolored, whatever the need is, the wisdom will, will, will solve that, right? Mm-hmm. Wisdom, he says, and they knew what to do, right? So we're not just, as we're growing in discerning and enlightening with the Lord and, and following and navigating, we're not just uh, getting imparted to, we know what to do. Write it down. I'm not just here to get imparted to, I'm to know what to do right. in my life with my finances, right? Yeah. With my groceries, right. with the amounts of things that, whatever it is, I know what to do with that, right? Yes. What to do with my my gas tanks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like, we're not talking about alarmists, we're talking about strategists. Yeah. But to know what to do, what you're to do. Mm-hmm. What, what's the, what do you put in your plate to eat? Eat what's set before you. Mm-hmm. What's that? So wisdom's made unto us. Wisdom is discernment. It's enlightenment. It's truth. It's all related to a person. He said, put wisdom around your neck. Hear wisdom shouting on the street corner. Listen to them. Take heed to the wisdom of God, right? And wisdom's yes. going to build us. Wisdom was so powerful in Ephesians 3. He goes, the multifaceted wisdom that it, it, it prophesies and it speaks. He says in 10, that principalities know things by the wisdom that we, you know, we're manifesting. Mm-hmm. And wisdom did, you know, things that David should not have done. Wisdom took him from being over here uh, in a transgression to birthing Solomon, the son. Yeah. Wisdom was when he had this situation uh, in his sin or his darkness, wisdom came in and restored it and, and birthed something new in it. Mm-hmm. That's God's wisdom. That is, it's a powerful thing. Just for David's life alone, wisdom said, you know, your transgression, you're, you're, you got it right. I'm going to make him birth a son That's of right. wisdom, Solomon. Right. I'm going to give you a son of wisdom, and he's going to build. And though you're a man of war, and you fight, you battle, and all that, no, you're not building any of my, my stuff. Your son will. Mm-hmm. Through that transgression, the redemption was greater. And you got a son, a son of wisdom, yes. right? Mm-hmm. We want our own lives. We, uh, people need the heart of David for war, and they need the wisdom of Solomon to get things done. Mm-hmm. We need both, right? Yeah. But David, but David, that was one. The next thing, David numbered the people. It said Satan tempted him. He, numbered, he fell into that ideology of Satan, and he, he numbered the people. God said, I didn't want you to do that. That's a big transgression. That's a big no-no. But out of that wisdom, the wisdom of God, Jesus made unto us wisdom, built, and gave him the building place. Out of that two falls and wrong, bad decisions, he birthed the son of wisdom and birthed the building place where wisdom would build. That's redemption, right? That's wisdom. And wisdom's connected with discerning. It's connected with the eye of your heart and not just the hearing of your ear. Isaiah 11, he said, I don't live by the the seeing of the eye or the hearing ear. He has the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of counsel. They're speaking of Jesus. And so we learn not to live by the outward, but to live by the inward navigation. Just like guys who learn how to fly planes. Uh, if it gets foggy, they go by the navigation, even though you feel like you're going the wrong direction. Right. I hate it, navigation. Honestly, when I go in California, I push the button, get me to this place. And, and all of a sudden, all the ways I used to go, they say they're closed. And I got to follow navigation. Uh, Inside of me, I think I'm going the wrong direction. Yeah. And I start getting mad. <laughs> Why this is silly. I'm on the railroad tracks for crying out loud. I could be on Highway 1. Why are they going to be on the railroad tracks? I think they're, they did it wrong. <laughs> and she'll be like, easy, easy. I'm like, this is nonsense. But you have to go by navigation, right? So it's like in God, he put your spirit to develop and cultivate. We start out with God. With the, I was telling Sarah, I want to I reach the kids too. Like the, the, the foundation is important. The foundation of salvation, right? Mm-hmm. For little lambs and stuff like that, which is salvation is knowing, Je- you know, encountering Jesus 
and uh, knowing his ways, you know, yeah. repentings and faith and the elementary principles. He calls them elementary. Mm-hmm. And that's not where we're living, right? right? And then there's the maturation of foundation. That's where we're living, yeah. right? That's the equipping. That's not going to be found in, in church visitings. That's not there. That that stuff is, is, is just dying out. It's dying on the vine. You know, yeah. it's like it's not happening. Mm-hmm. We're, we want to cooperate with the Lord and let him build us, yes. right? There's times for, you know, the little sheep, we got to take care of them. The little lamb, they become, I mean, little lambs become sheep. And Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. People hear the voice. But then they got to become lions, right? Fill their lines. Put down. Lions fill their lines. Lions fill their boundaries. I'm not always, I'm not here to awaken sleepy sheep. I want to awaken the lions in life. So we can get things done in the measure of rule. Lions fill their lines. Psalm 16 said, my lines have fallen in pleasant places. And when we're living with the Lord in that area, he gives us lines. The Apostle Paul said, I don't boast beyond my measure. Lines. I don't boast beyond my metron, my measure of rule. So he gives us all a measure of rule. Mm -hmm. He gives us all a sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. He gives us all something to occupy, to fill until he comes. And takes us to the next, right? Right, yes. and so that's that's more of that. That's more of a reality of filling lines. The the lion of Ju- it, it has to do with domain. Yeah, not this guy anymore because he's a house cat. But <laughs> when you get outside the, of domain, lions, cats, animals, they fight for domain. Right. What right. measure has been given to them? Mm-hmm. And in my back alley, the one that stands there the longest, filling their lines, <laughs> fighting off bad guys, he stays there a long time. Mm-hmm. Even her, mm-hmm. like Cookie. Yeah, that's her name. That's kind of a weak name for such a tough cat. But, yeah, unless she's like, yeah, Cookie. See, you know, it's like, but yeah, she's there all the time, year after year, year after year, until recently. I'm, but she's filling lines and she rules the whole, that whole circle. Yeah, right. And so whatever God delegates to us, the measure He gives to us, that's what we'll fill out. Right. And, and then He'll give you another one that guy wrote. And I want you to know, like I said last week, the seasons will change. Yeah. The thing in the season, the time and the thing that you're doing in the season will end. Yeah. But you never end. Mm-hmm. You go on to the next. That's the true. season will end. The thing you were doing in the end will end. All that will end. But that doesn't end you. Mm-hmm. It ends it. it. It ends it. That's it. The season, the time. That When you're talking about time and seasons, that's natural. Yeah. Right? God doesn't live by times and seasons. He's eternal. Mm-hmm. So we, the thing will end. He'll use you, create it, build it, and then end it. Okay, it's ended. Well, does it mean it ended you? No. Because mm-hmm. the same gift, anointing, presence, all that's God in you for the next. That's right. So you never end, right? That's right. He made you that way. Mm-hmm. But the thing that you were doing, the way you were behaving, the lifestyle in that time zone and season is over. Yeah. The thing ended, but you don't end. You go on. That's you right. go on unto perfection. You go on. Everything with the Lord. People read the Gospel of John and they try to do the theologian thing. Well, this is really for an unbeliever to know the deity of Jesus. That's the measure. That's that much. Mm-hmm. That whole book is full of the life. It's, it's leaving things and following him. That's what it's, it, that whole book talks about Zoe, the life of God. Even the, the writer John, the Gospel, in Revelations, he says, he says their names are written in the book of life, not the book of knowledge. Right. So it's not what these people, it's way too small. And, and Christianity has lost the entity and it's, made, it's been dummied down to another religion. It's flat. Yeah. 
Yeah. It just became a book, but he's the word that became flesh. Mm -hmm. And so when we go through John, and maybe we will, I think the Lord will permit, we'll see more, maybe, uh, not maybe, we will see a greater dimension of what, what he's saying. Yeah. And, and it's, it's leaving things and following, right? right. It's living by life, Zoe. And, and he, he makes it so clear as we unpack it. Maybe today, maybe next time, I don't know. But I want to finish this up with times and seasons. So the thing and the time that you were doing will end, but you never end, right? You're going to go to the next thing. And like I talked to me and you talked the other day, um, uh, familiar, what was the word? Uh, oh, I, what I used to do or yeah. I, I used to do or whatever. Instead of used, what you used to do, be adaptable. Yes. It's, it's a adaptability, not what I used to be yes. or what I used to do. I can't remember how that's I told a, you that. That's what it was. It was a, what I used to. Yeah, but it's adaptability. And I was telling a, 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 a brother the other night, uh, he was saying, man, I had all this time with God. And now I, I may not have it. And I said, it don't matter, man. It's like that, that's what used to be or what you used to do. Now it's adaptability. Yeah. Adaptability requires maturity. Mm -hmm. God wants to grow you. Paul was 14 years in the, in the wilderness. He could shout to God, talk to God, speak to a lizard, practice his faith. <laughs> he could do whatever he wanted in the yeah. desert. And he was out there for 14 years, him and Jesus, right? Yeah. But then that what, what used to be, or I used to do, right? But it used to be an adaptability. So then he gets arrested. He gets put in prison and he has a guy delegated to him and he's chained. And so what? He writes most of the New Testament out of that prison. Mm -hmm. That's adaptable. Yeah. What well, do you think he started going, oh, darn, man, I don't have as much time as I had. Oh, man, I wish I was back in the desert. Oh, mm -hmm. I think, remember how I used to pray that style and that way? Oh, I must be backsliding. No, mm -hmm. it's not backsliding. It's adaptability. It's maturity. Mm -hmm. I mean, Paul writes in, the, in Ephesians, pray without ceasing. That means unending prayer. Yeah. How in the world can you do that, right? I mean, he's, he's in a boat. He's trying to re-navigate a shipwreck. He's by this guy over here. He's in, the, he's in the ocean for so many days. And he says, pray unseasonally. Mm. Well, it can't be that he's at some altar on his knees. Right. And it can't be that he's like some silk pajama priest in a religious system, mm -mm. sitting there by himself lighting incense. No. He, he was out there, he says, unseasonally. Yeah. Well, how, how do you do that? How do you pray like that? Adapting, right? Mm -hmm. And you got to know, and my own experience, and you got to know in your own that uh, the adaptability and, and people to get stuck with times of devotion, you can start out there, right? But you don't live there. Yeah. You know, you, that's, a, that's a, like a, a start out, but the rest is like you fill out your lines. Mm -hmm. So adaptability in the times. That, he, that, 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 cat just, that cat just chirped the corner. No, he went sideways. Like he ran into a sideways spin and I was like, wow, man. And I almost lost my thought, but it's all right. <clears throat> Oh, so adaptability. So praying unceasingly. So learn the adapting and the maturity of it. You're not going to be in the same time and in the same season. And it's not about your devotion. It's about right. you listening to him right. as he's moving in your life. Yes. Make sense? Yes. And, one, and, and there's so many ways. Like the, the, the disciple said, Lord, teach us to pray. And he goes, okay. And he gives an example of the Our Father. And it's way more than a rhetoric of a prayer. You know, it's about yeah. like, you're going to know the Father, right? Yeah. It's like, you call him Father. He's not just God to you, but he's the Father, right? <laughs> There's so much in it. But David said, I meditate upon you on my bed. Well, what does meditating mean? Joshua 1, he says, meditate my words day and night and, and you'll be a good success. Well, how do you do that, hmm. right? You give thought to this thing. To meditate means to ruminate. Right. To meditate means to roll over in your mind and give thought to that thing. That's what meditating means. So that's one method of meditating will give you a download. And then the next thing is you're going to pray it. You're going to say it. Right. And, uh, and I was talking to a buddy and he was like, 
let me ask you this, like, you know, to how do you remember how you remember some of the scriptures or how you write some, my experiences, whatever I was in worship with and a scripture came to me, whatever I prayed and the scripture was enlightened to me, whatever I was meditating and it went deeper in me, that says that the Holy Spirit will give you recall whatever Jesus said to you. Mm. So that's what he said to me, right? Not what I read, what he said. Right. And how you hear him saying is meditating is a prime way. David said, I meditate on you in the night watches. I meditate and think on you. Well, the more Jesus said, here's the key, guys. Mark chapter four, the more you meditate, the more thought you give, the more thought you give to that thing, the more weight, the more virtue, the more strength it will have. And that's what happens. So meditating will put meat on the bones of a scripture. Yes. Meditating will put meat on the uh, uh, greater on the voice that was spoken to you. Mm-hmm. So then you got something to work with. You, you're not trying to, it, it, the most silliest thing is, is scriptural memorization. Yeah. I, I went to, when I was brand new in a class, I remembered nothing. Mm-hmm. And then I, every time I'd worship, every time I'd meditate, that words, I couldn't forget them. Yeah. Or I, whatever, it stays in you. Whether it's by song, by prayers, confession, by heart's meditation, it, it's in you. Mm-hmm. And then the Holy Spirit will give you recall to that. Right. Then you have remembrance. And people think, well, how do you remember all that? Because of that. Because mm-hmm. let me tell you, man, I'm not remembering what doesn't mean anything to me. I have no memory. <laughs> people tell me, I mean, I counsel a ton of people. And when I'm done, I forget. They're like, I wonder what he thinks. I don't. I'm done. <laughs> I was in the moment doing God and that was it. Yeah. I'm done. Uh-huh. That's it. We're having a deliverance service, maybe, huh? Cat's <laughs> <laughs> going crazy. So, yeah. So, you put those to practice, right? You don't make them an idol. They're just, they're keys, yeah. you know. But you're going to meditate. And, and Mark 4, the more that you do that, the more meditating that, that you hear better. Mm-hmm. You're strengthened within. And meditation, right? Mm-hmm. It gives you counsel. Psalm 17. Yep. That's how you pray unseasonally. No, there's no way. I remember a religious guy and I was in East Texas. And he thought, uh, he was a dork. And he thought that praying unceasing was going around speaking in tongues all, all the time. When and I, the lead, one of the leaders that, that was there, this guy, was, he, was a, he was a pain. He, his, his false spirituality made, it was everything offensive, right? I mean, people were turned off by it because the Holy Spirit is pure, true. The Spirit of Christ is reality, uh, stature, power. But religion faking it it's weird yeah it's weird and flaky Mm -hmm. and people know it you know it's like you're a weirdo right stop it so this guy he thought praying every time he'd stay in in the spirit so to speak so he's praying in in tongues the whole Mm -hmm. time and he got in the car he always be doing that i'm supposed to pray on the city like and and we're all you know people are visiting right but this one day with the main leader he he was driving and the guy was like he was just muttering you know like his prayer language thing and the guy goes turns with leader guy goes shut up will you just shut up and he told me he goes stop that just shut up and that and that guy was trying to tell everybody else that's what you should do right but the leader dude said no yeah he's like just shut up stop it so that's not praying unseasonally right and i loved it because i'm like it's the truth oh my gosh the things i learned uh, I learned one time I was in, a, in a, a vehicle. I just got through doing a meeting with some of these other leaders. It was like, I think there's four of us in the thing. And uh, we were done with the meeting and we all did our parts and, and it, it was a good deal. And then I got in the truck and I wanted to watch Braveheart. And then it was videos those days. Yeah. So I go watch Braveheart. I go, oh man, I can find, we can take a break and watch Braveheart, put it in the, the thing. Mm-hmm. And then I get in there and the other guy gets in there. We're all like, all right, man, this thing, this movie is intense. <laughs> so it just came out, Braveheart. 
And this other guy comes in and he says, uh, he sits in there and he goes, you can't watch Braveheart. It has, uh, it has this thing with violence in a certain scene. And, you know, like he was trying to, he, gave, he, he religious flexed it. Like, you can't watch that. And the leader came in and he said, okay, get out of the van because we're all going to watch Braveheart. <laughs> and so the guy thought he was doing this spiritual thing and it was foolish, right? And I love that, that, you know, inside that that's how he got corrected. You know, he, he, you know, he has to learn because religion is, is nothing more than empty bondage. And that's like uh, the Church of Christ people, right? They, you can't have music in the sanctuary, but buddy, you can be bang into M&M in your car. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, but you can't have it in the sanctuary. Or you can't eat in there. But, or, you know, or, but you can't do that. That's the foolishness of religion. Mm-hmm. Religion is insanity. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense, and it's dark, and it, it blinds more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah? It so, does. anyways. So, Kairos, an opportune time, right? So, though there's perilous times, there's hard times, mm-hmm. there's difficult times, it's opportune times if we just pay attention and listen, right? Yeah. If we pay attention and listen. So that's Kairos. It's called a Kairos moment, a time and a season. And I want you to write down Ephesians 5. He says, uh, you know, about the light. I want you to walk in the light. The, day, the days are dark and evil, and, and it's connected with uh, wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and you're not going to find it. No church playing, right? Just equipping and navigating. You, you got to get that. Yeah. We need, you know, if we're going to do the kingdom of God and be who we are, we're about building and distributing. Right, mm-hmm. so we get built up by God, and we build other people and let them distribute, and that's the the mystery of the loaf, right? Mm-hmm. And He lifted the loaf; it was one piece of bread. Yeah, we're one people, one body. He lifted it, He blessed it, He broke it, He distributed it. So that's what we're about: building and distributing. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to, I want our, you know, the, the kids' kids <laughs> to be the next generation of stuff. Mm-hmm. So what we're learning by God directly in our lives, that we're going to distribute to them, mm-hmm. and then they're going to distribute, right? And they're going to help people. That's the best way to, to connect it. I'm, I'm finding ways, I'm trying to figure out ways how we could do that with, with the kids, like get them in that more, the more of God's, you right. know? Because, and they will. I mean, we do it as, as parents first, but, you know, distributing. So he lifted it, broke it, distributed it. He didn't, you don't just go in there into church meetings without no, like he says, and they knew what to do. So we, I want you to write down what you are sensing in the time and season on what's going on in the planet and what you're to do with your you, what you're to do. There's, there's going to be a plan. There's going to be a strategy. Wisdom builds a house. Unless the Lord builds a house, wisdom builds. So there's going to be a, a, a wisdom that Jesus has made unto you on for navigating through these days of, what's, of what people will call perilous time. For us, it's opportune times, right? Yeah. Because we have wisdom to navigate. Mm-hmm. We can help other people. You just see what he's depositing in your heart. Well, man, I, I need to start getting a hold of so-and-so. I need to help get them... You know, if they are backslidden back in, yeah. Yeah, I need to talk to so-and-so to get them to get their navigational gear up, right? right? Mm-hmm. So whatever it is that is the wisdom in the time and season that you're in, say a perilous time, time. but it's a Kairos time, an opportune time for you, understanding the time and knowing what you ought to do. So mm-hmm. I want you to circle know what to do. So whatever wisdom is speaking, there's a to-doing, right? There's a, right. something to do with it. You know, whatever that is. And you'll know it because you'll wake up in the night season. Yeah. And I've, I've heard people call and talk to them on the phones at my own self. And you wake up and you're wide awake. And it's not the energy that, of Zoe is not for me or not just even for my fellowship or my connection with God. That Zoe is for something out there. I've been doing that a couple of weeks. 
Zoe, the energy of Zoe, where is it? Right out there. For who? I don't know. I stay in there, feel after it, pray after it. Is it for a person? Is it for a situation? Is it for something practical, mm-hmm. right? So you pay attention to that. Again, they knew the times. They understood it. They discerned it, and they knew what to do. They know what Israel ought to do. You're part of Israel. Know what you ought to do. Right. So I want you to focus on that part. The wisdom speaking is, is awesome, but what I'm ought to do with it, what I ought to do, that's what I got to pay attention to. Yeah. What I ought to do is what I pay attention to. And so start putting feet on that. Start putting legs on that. Mm-hmm. If, if God's telling you something in your heart, wisdom speaking, like, hey, and, it, and it's, listen, wisdom will speak. It's, he, God's a strategist, not an alarmist. Yeah. He's never in panic. He's just, he'll put something in your heart and say, hey, go down this over here, a street called Straightway. I got something for you to do, right? right? So he's not an alarmist. He's a strategist. Just go. Go with the flow. Go with the navigation. And you'll find him in that, that wisdom in that. Mm-hmm. But what you ought to do, it's a doing thing, right? right? It's not just a hearing thing. It's a doing thing. And so, that, so for practicals, anything, you know, for me, practically, I, I'm never into uh, uh, alarmist stuff. I just don't wire that way. Strategist, yeah, I believe in it, man. Wisdom is so stable. Wisdom's full of truth. It's full of light and life, and it's stable. The, the, you know, that's why in the end days, it says in Matthew 23, God said, I'm going to send you prophets. I'm going to send you wise men, and I'm going to send you writers and scribes and, and poets. I'm going to send those guys, not church guys. I'm going to send you those guys to build you, to follow, and to move with my cloud in life, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. So take wisdom. as it, it's, Wisdom has a stature to it, has a, has a dimension to it. Right. It, it doesn't, I, I told, I was talking to Sarah, other people I'm in counseling. When you speak wisdom, I don't care if they're unbelievers. I get different people that come to me. They don't believe in anything. Mm-hmm. But wisdom trumps their non-believing because right. yeah. they, they, they can't argue with it, right? Yeah. In, in Acts, it says they could not resist the spirit where Stephen spoke by the spirit of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Wisdom is real. Yeah. And when you portray wisdom, it's got soundness, sound advice. It's not weirdness. And people go, I feel stability here. Uh, and, and wisdom brings stability, mm-hmm. right? So when you speak wisdom, people will cling on. You know, not for you sci-fi people, Klingons, but, <laughs> but they'll cling on to wisdom and they'll hold on, right? So wisdom's important, right? That builds. Wisdom is Jesus. He's made unto us wisdom. So I want you to pay attention with discerning to wisdom and what you ought to do, right? Whatever it is to do. Circle it now as I'm talking. And if you got an inclination or you talk to your mate, you're like, hey, mate. And it's like, if you talk to your mate and, and say what wisdom is. I mean, I, I, I woke up that other morning. I said, I think I need to pay attention to this. Uh, I forget what we were talking about. Like, so, like how, what to do with some finances, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which I would never do because I am not a finance dude. I, you know, first of all, I didn't have many finances, but so it's not hard. Not, it's not hard. What do you do with it? Uh, it's not there. But no, when, when, it, when it is there, you know, what to do with it wisely, right? You know, so, and I, and I, and I bounce it and we'll talk a little bit about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think I'm probably going to take something, some stuff out of the bank. Cause I think some of these things are kind of like, we'll go through a little moment of, uh, I, I'm, pers- I'm a computer stuff and maybe it shuts some, I can't get to the bank or something, but I have something in hand, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. Something simple, right? right. But I, I know that's what I ought to do. So I got to do it, even though I dread it, but I'm going to do it, right? Yeah. This way here, you know, if something, and it goes south, I, you know, I do that or I could do whatever, you know, or you can help people that don't have something, whatever he has, but just, I got to, I ought to do that. So I'm going to do that. Yeah. That's a simple uh, illustration, right? Mm-hmm. Whether that, is that spiritual? Yeah. If he, if wisdom brought it, all spirituals become practicals. Yeah. Yeah, religion, it's always invisible. 
nothing ever becomes practical. And Jesus is not that. He said God sent the word and the word became flesh and it put flesh on and it dwelt among us, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and again, in Gospel of John, we're right back there. John 1, he said, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God from the beginning, Right. And you know what that word replaced the Ten Commandments, the letter, the marble and the stone. It became flesh. You could feel the warmth from Jesus, touch the flesh, touch the body and touch the spirit of that God man. Right. Mm -hmm. Where he's saying, I just replaced the law. He says, grace and truth came. The law is over. The law was Ten Commandments, rituals, everyday devotions. That's it. I get so tired of people. All they do is post what you should do. And they don't have any ounce of life in them. I said, the devil yawns at your postings. Stop it. Stop posting. I need to do more devotion. Or you need to, uh, you just need to go to church. No, you need to go to God. And if he's not in that church, then be honest with it. Mm -hmm. Church is a people. It's a called out people that get together. So stop posting. The devil's yawning. Mm -hmm. I go sit down. (laughs) Yeah, sit down. Stop that posting. You know, it's, it's silly. It's empty and it's shallow. So anyways, I got to meddling there. <laughs> so what was I telling you last day? Oh, so what you ought to do. So you write that down practical. So the word became flesh. He, Jesus replaced the law. He fulfilled the law. He, that was it. So leaving the law, following Jesus. That's John 1. Mm-hmm. In the beginning was the word. And the, the word is the, the thought and the intent. Is The word logos is the person, the thought, and the intent behind those words. That's what makes Jesus reality. You could touch him, virtue, liberate open blind eyes. He's not the law. Mm-hmm. He's life. Yeah. In him was life. In him was light, it says. And the light was all men. He goes, so I want you to have that, right? So you got that life in you, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, and when that life's in you, but as many as received them, uh, 12 verse, to them gave you the power to become more mature sons, right? So all that light, that presence is to build us into progression to become something. Right. And we may, I don't even, I didn't need to get there, but we'll probably get there. So uh, that's John 1, right? So I want you to, for, to conclude it, write down what you ought to do. And then Philippians 2.13, and I want, I want someone to read it for me out of the Amplified Bible. And it, and it reads like this. It says, it was God all the while working in you, creating the desire both to will and to do. So when we're discerning in this hour, with the smallest of things, be a good steward of it. The smallest of, of wisdom speaking, the smallest of wisdoms navigating, you're going to, I know what I ought to do. It's not always puzzling. Religion makes it puzzling. You know, I, I think God's, he's going to do this, he's going to do that. So what am I to do after I heard what's happening? Mm-hmm. There's always a plan. He doesn't just leave you in a nebulous cloud of, of, of people talking. Right. Once they talk, they're navigating and you have something to do. I got, I can get there. Yeah. So you got that verse? is not in your own strength for it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight yeah both the will and the to do and that, so we're we're focusing on wisdoms discerning what like we have been for the weeks that's prepared us for navigating us but what not only that but we know what we ought to do with it in the in any of the situations spiritually as he's speaking, the wisdom speaking, we know what we ought to do, right? Yeah. Spiritually, um, soulically, our mind's health, the thoughts that we're to choose or not to choose. The, mm-hmm. You know, God hasn't given us a spirit of insanity, right? Religion's insanity, yeah. not a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. And this guy just cut me off. 
Oh, you still, I'm going? still going? Oh, good. Okay, so so I'm gonna wrap it up anyway. So times and seasons, you know the ones you're in uh, universally, the ones that you are in personally, right? Mm -hmm. And I want you to write those down. I, I'll go over it another time, but in Psalms 23, you know, it says of David, though I walk through the valleys, the shadows of death, I'll fear no evil. Then there's another, that's a phase of life sometimes that you're in. And if you're not in that phase, check that box off. Say, I'm not there. I can't go there if I'm not there. Right. I can't pretend there if I'm not there. Right. I got to go where I am. So if I'm not in valleys and shadows and, and death, if I'm not there, I'm going on to the next one. Am I eating and prepared a table in the midst of the enemies? I'm kind of like, I'm nourished, but I still got a lot of enemies. Am I there? Yeah. Or am I in the next place? You know, the goodness and mercies follow me, not shadows and death anymore. Yeah. And surely goodness and mercy is following me all the days of my life. And I will dwell. And the word dwells, dwell means I'll be set in my place, in my position in the house of the Lord. Mm. And maybe we get into that another time. But that's important, right? So if the season that you're in is, uh, you know, ultimate favor, right? Not, uh, not in the place of chastening and correction and not in the place of sufferings, but ultimate favor. Yeah. Then you accept that. Then you agree with that. And then you just say, thank you for that. Seasons will change and times will change. But in the, if you're in that season, don't go put yourself back in where you're not. Right. You know, just because you, you're familiar with it. Go on to it. Learn how to be abased, yes, but learn how to abound too. Yeah. And learn how to, you know, to live that way. So seasons will change, right? The thing that you're doing, will that it'll stop and change, but you won't. You'll continue. That's right. So Mark, use Psalms 23 as a, as a mission statement for where you are. Am I in valleys? Am I in shadows? Am I as darkness? Am I eating, eating now, but I'm at a table of enemies? Or am I as goodness more following me? And I sense the reality of goodness and mercy following me. And the word means to follow, means to dog, as a hound follows a prey, to dog it. Is that's mercy following me? And I will dwell. I'll find my place in his house among his people, right? Mm -hmm. Not church buildings. Mm -hmm. Find his place where he delegated it among his people. Yes. So use that as a locator. And maybe next week we'll continue after that. And maybe John. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. So, Father, thank you for this day. Thank you so much for what you do. Thank you for breaking open the bread of light, yes. revelation. Thank you for causing our hearts to burn within us because of who you are and how we can lean on to you and trust you. Mm -hmm. You're a very present help in times of trouble. And we thank you, God. It's, an, it's a Kairos time as well. In the perilous times, it's a Kairos time for us, opportune time for us. We walk in the light as you're in the light. We walk in light to both slay things that are dark and inoculate things in our lives and walk and illuminate our paths. Yes. And we thank you for this today. All the glory goes to you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. So they're still going, huh? Yes.